0: Good morning, everyone. Welcome to our eleven o'clock worship service at St. James. So glad to have you joining us this morning, and we're live and we're on the air. Um, this is this is um, worship uh, on this Pentecost Sunday as we welcome the Holy Spirit and as we change the parments of our church from white to red. Christmas and, and uh, Pentecost are the shortest seasons in the church. They only last Sunday. So this Sunday, we celebrate Pentecost Sunday. Um, well, we have the Sundays after Pentecost, and they're green, but Pentecost is the only Sunday that the parament is red to remind us of the coming of the Holy Spirit um, up, upon the disciples and the birth of the church. Um, it's also an exciting day. Um, I know many of you probably watched the launch of the SpaceX rocket, and that was the first time in the history of of um, our nation that uh, a commercial um, a, com- a rocket was made by by co- uh, by a commercial organ- commercial organization, and it was launched yesterday at three thirty. So that was kind of exciting to see, and uh, I remember the commentators talking about you know all the things when the when the first Uh, rocket was launched by NASA in 1968 to send a man to the moon and all the people that was going on in the country at that time and it says that man took to the heavens uh, and and but I'm saying this morning we need to take to the heavens and look to to Jesus Christ Uh, a rocket can't save us but Jesus can Before we begin our worship today, I want to lift up a couple of announcements for your attention. uh, As everybody knows, uh, we will be reopening our church um, to worship, in-person worship, on June the 14th at 11 o'clock. And we'll be worshiping in our Family Life Center this week at 6.30 on, on Thursday, June the 4th. Um, The administrative council and the trustees will be meeting to discuss the um, guidelines for our church. And as soon as that meeting is over, we will get those guidelines published and out to you so you'll be able to know um, what to expect when you come to church on the 14th. And we will be having ushers and trustees members to help you uh, into the church and know what to expect um, when we come back to church on, on that Sunday I want to uh, want to remind everyone that um, the CDC is recommending that we wear a mask in public. So, uh, so if you have a mask to wear to church, we're not going to throw you out if you don't have a mask on, but it's recommended. And we will provide you a mask if you if you if you don't have one, we will provide you a mask um, to come to worship to our worship service. Um, that is for your protection and and everybody's protection during this time of the coronavirus. Um and we have a special um we have a special um program this morning for a few minutes and I'm going to turn it over to Kevin and he's going to uh he's going to list list all the graduates that have graduated uh, in our church.
1: Hey, thanks, John. Appreciate it, uh, and I appreciate the uh, opportunity to be able to uh, to be able to to announce these graduates that are, that are graduating in the year of 2020. No, no matter what it be from, um, because it is such an odd year, uh, it's kind of um, it's kind of weird <laughs> to be graduating this year. I know because I'm one of them, so I assume that's why. John gave me the opportunity to do this, which which it's a it's a very um, blessed opportunity to be able to do so. Now we don't have. I wish we had the the the, the graduation march. We didn't. I didn't get that for us this week. But uh, if y'all, if Steve or John, you want to hum it for me. I'm just kidding. You don't have to. Do that. <laughs> but uh, but uh, so we'll just start with our. We're going to start with our high school graduates first, honoring them. So we have Mr. Bailey McGinty. Who is graduating from Lawrence District 55 High School? Who and their their virtual graduation will actually be this June the fourth at 10 a.m. If if you miss that at Sunday school, but uh, but Lawrence Lawrence uh, District 55 High School, Mr. Bailey McGinty, and then we have Miss Emma Gragg, who is graduating from Dorman High School. Uh, so, Dorman High School, Miss Emma Gregg. So, uh, going into our, our college graduates, uh, we have Miss Amanda Dominic. Um, she is graduating with a doctor of pharmacy from USMC of Charleston. So, congratulations, uh, Amanda. I know she, she put in a lot of hard work on that. Uh, and then yours truly, I guess, is uh, me, uh, Kevin Allman. I'm graduating, I have graduated with a Bachelor of Science in Information Technology from American Public University Systems. And then, going on to kind of other graduate studies, and they 're just as important as the as the other graduates that we have out there, uh, we have miss Rebecca smith, daughter of uh, of Tammy Smith, and she has graduated from the criminal justice academy and then we also have her son, Mr. Hunter Smith, that also graduated from uh, with uh, from uh, with a Green beret medic from fort bragg so um, so so congratulations to all of the we we certainly don 't want to. Um, we certainly don't want to to let the year 2020 uh, turn our eyes away from these graduates who've worked so hard on, on their accomplishments throughout their throughout their schooling. No matter whether it be high school, their 12 years of high school, or four years, or eight years, or. Whatever years it is that they put into it, because any 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 type of education is, is a lot of hard work and dedication. So so bless you all, and, and we hope that uh, you you go forward and march forward and, and run this run this nation in the way that it needs to be ran. So that's all for the graduates. Uh, but again, congratulations to everyone, and we we certainly certainly appreciate you.
0: Congratulations to all the graduates of St. James. We appreciate you, love you, and look forward to hearing. Um, it, about what you do in your future um look forward to to hearing um what god has planned for you in your future so bless you all now let us join together as we begin our worship as we come together to confess our faith through the apostles creed and it's found on page 881 in our hymnals and let's join together in the apostles creed i believe in god the father almighty Maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead and buried. The third day, He rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sit at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence He shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Now let us join together in singing the glory of Pottery. It's number 70, and our hymnal and the words are going to come up for you on your screen in case you don't remember it. Let's join together in singing the glory of Pottery. first hymn this morning is hymn number 545 as we celebrate this Pentecost Sunday is hymn number 1 is hymn number 545 and our hymn the church's one foundation the words are going to come up for you on your screen and we're going to be singing this morning verses 1 3 and 5 of the church's one foundation Church is one foundation. This morning we come together on this Pentecost Sunday to enter God's presence as we come to take a few moments to pray, to seek God's will in our lives, and to connect with God, to enter God's grace as we come boldly before the throne of grace this morning. Invite you all to listening to join with me in prayer. Let us pray together. With our heads bowed and our eyes closed, we approach your throne of grace this morning, O God, on this Pentecost Sunday. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, the disciples were gathered in the upper room. They heard the sound of a mighty rushing wind. It filled the whole house. The Bible says, that they were filled with Holy Spirit and power and went out into the streets of Jerusalem and 3,000 souls were added to the kingdom of God that day. Holy Spirit, we welcome you into our worship this morning and we welcome you to this house of God. As you feel the disciples... On that first Pentecost Sunday, we pray that you would come and fill each of us with your divine power from on high. We pray that you would descend upon us as you did Jesus when he was baptized. Because Jesus provided the way for the Spirit to come. We thank you that you're the third person of the Trinity that is co-equal with the Father and Son and that you're not a force or a thing or an it but you are God and sometimes we forget you in our lives we try to live Christian lives without your power and without your presence and we go through the do's and don'ts of religion but we have no life Help us to know that you come to help us to live our Christian life with power and destiny. Breathe new life into us this morning and revive us again, O Lord. Be that mighty rushing wind that we need in our church, in our community. Help us to do the work of the church in your strength and in your power and not in our own. Because when we do, we're doing the will of God. And when we do church in our own strength, we're doing it selflessly. We're doing it under our own strength and for us, and we're not doing it for Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that there, Holy Spirit, that there is always a fresh anointing of your power. All we have to do is ask for it. And you give it to us so we can fulfill the command of Christ to be the witnesses that he's called us to be in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the world. That is us, the last part of that verse, the uttermost parts of the world. That's our destiny for today. That is our time and our calling. We thank you, Lord, that you've not given us a spirit of fear, but but you've given us power and a sound mind. Be with us this morning as we worship you, fill us afresh and anew, and our time of praise and worship, even though that we're separated by distance, we thank you, Lord, that there's no distance in you. Reach out to all of our virtual congregation this morning, wherever they may be, minister to them your, your perfect peace, and fill them with your power, and unite us together in your love. And we give you praise. We ask you now, Lord, that you would be with these persons on our prayer list as we come to lift them up to you before, before you in prayer. Meet their needs according to your perfect will. Lead, guide, and direct them and, and others that have unspoken prayer requests this morning. We lift up Johnny and Brenda we lift up Mr. Prez. We lift up Mike, and we lift up Dave. We lift up the city of Minneapolis. We we lift up all the churches that will be reopening soon in our conference on June the fourteenth. We lift up our conference, South Carolina. We lift up our Bishop John Holston. We lift up our District Superintendent Dr. Stephen Love, and we lift up our church family this morning in prayer. Lead, God, and direct us this morning, as we continue to seek your will, bless us with your love and peace, as we pray together this prayer now, in the name of Jesus, who taught all of God's children to pray together, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, that will be done on earth as it is in heaven, Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those that trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Now it's time of our service where we come to have children's time and children's moments. And this morning, Kevin Almond is going to be doing our children's time. And so I want to invite all the children to come. Gather around for children's
1: time with Kevin today. And I'm going to turn it over to Kevin hey good morning uh, thank you john and uh welcome boys and girls uh it's uh it's It's really really awesome to be with you today um, appreciate everybody being here appreciate everybody being part of our virtual service and our virtual children's time so i'm uh, going to do something a little bit different today than what I normally do because I was kind of something led in my heart this morning and i and i had to i had something else prepared for children's moments actually but when i when I opened up this book this morning. And I, and I sure hope I don't get in any trouble for using this because it is copyrighted material, but I'm going to give credit to the authors and stuff here in just a moment. But when I open this, this, uh, this devotional, this children's devotional that we actually have at the house that, uh, that we read to our kids on a regular basis... Uh, and I read through it, and it just kind of jumped out at me because I think it's it's a really important message for for not only children but for adults too. And I just wanted to share that with everybody. I think it's ironic that sometimes that the lessons that we as adults are teaching children are the very lessons that we should be listening to ourselves. So let let me let me run through this. With you, so uh, it's called. Let me stop the storm is the name of this devotional, and uh, and 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 part of the scripture. I'm going, to read it, I'm going to read several scriptures to you, but the the opening scripture is here from Second Thessalonians three sixteen, and it says, "Now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times in every way." So let me just read, and I'm going to read verbatim here from from this uh, from this devotional, and this is God speaking to you directly. You have heard people talk about having a brainstorm. They mean that someone has just had a very good idea. But I have another definition. A brainstorm is when you put all of your mental energy into trying to figure things out for yourself. Thoughts are spinning around and around but going nowhere and accomplishing nothing. It is as if they they are caught up in a terrible storm. All the while, my peace hovers over you searching for a place to land. Let me stop the storm in your mind. Be still and ask me to take control of your thoughts. Just as I calm the winds and the waves for my disciples, I will calm the storm of thoughts inside your brain. Ask me for my peace. It's time. It's there whenever you need it. So let me read for me real quick. And and I'm actually, if you listen, had the opportunity to listen to um, Steve's, uh, Sunday school message this morning. He and I did not talk prior to church, I promise, but this is kind of in the same, in the same scope of that. But from Matthew, I want to read to you from Matthew uh, chapter, uh, chapter 8, verses 23 through 27, and it says, Now when he got into the boat, his disciples followed him, and suddenly a great tempest arose in the sea, so that his boat was covered with the waves, but he was asleep then his disciples came to him and woke him up, saying, Lord, save us. We are perishing. But he said to them, Why are you fearful, O oh, you of little faith? Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. And then over, we're going to read also from Job, uh, chapter, chapter 22, verse 21. Now acquaint yourself with him and be at peace. Thereby good will come to you now. Now, the reason why I think that's important—that's an important message for today—because as we turn on the news, um, we see we see violence, t- unfortunately, tearing through our country. Uh, on top of the pandemic that we're in the midst of, so it seems like every time we turn on the news, all we see is bad, 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 bad things. Especially, and you as kids might have an under might have a hard. Time understanding why all of my seeing is bad things happening in the world. And unfortunately, that's that's just something that's happening right now. But the but the key message here to remember from this scripture and from everything that the Bible tells us is that God is in control. So you need to be sure that you are keeping your mind and your hearts on, on on Jesus and being sure that you're following him in the ways that he would want you to go. Uh, so, so, so if you're living by the old, by that old um, acronym, uh, what would Jesus do? Anytime you see these things happening, ask yourself, what would Jesus do? If you were put in that situation, how would you handle that situation? So, it's it's important to remember that we're being good Christians. We're always following Jesus, and we're doing the right thing for for His will. So, let us pray. Dear God, thank you for all of the blessings that you give us each and every day. Help us to remember to go forward and follow in the ways as you as you would want us to live. For it's in his name we pray. Amen. Thank you, John. That's all I got. And thank you, kids. Have a good week. Thank you, Kevin, for that children's moment this morning.
0: Now let's turn to our next hymn. It's, not, it's hymn number 103 in our hymnal, and we're going to sing... Immortal, invisible, God only wise, as we celebrate this Pentecost Sunday, and we're going to sing verses 1, 2, and 4 of hymn number 103. speaks about the Holy Spirit and the Spirit's power. Immortal, invisible God, only wise. And it, and we have to understand, too, that the Spirit is God as well. We, have, we worship one God who has manifested um, in three persons. You know, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit is just as much God Co-equal as the Father and the Son, so Jesus is God, and then we have the Holy Spirit as God as well um and now let us come together at our service as we come to share God's word and this morning our scripture comes from ezekiel chapter thirty seven verses one through fourteen it's ezekiel chapter thirty seven verses one through fourteen I'm reading today um from the new King James version it's copyright nineteen eighty two Thomas Nelson Publishers, and it's Ezekiel thirty-seven verses one through fourteen. The hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out of, out of the in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley and it was full of bones. And he caused me to pass by all all around him and behold there were very many in the open valley. Indeed they were very dry. He said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? And so I answered, O Lord, you know. Again, he said to me, Prophesy to these bones, and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus said the Lord of God to these bones, Surely I will cause breath to enter you, and you shall live. I will put sinews on you, and bring flesh upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and you shall live. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and and as I prophesied, there was a noise and suddenly a rattling, and the bones came together, bone to bone. Indeed, as I looked, the sinews and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them over, but there was no breath in them. And he said to me, Prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, Thus saith the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain that they may live. So I prophesied he commanded me, and breath came into them, and they lived and stood upon their feet in a seething great army. Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They indeed say our bones are dry, our hope is lost, and we ourselves are cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, O my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come up from your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. When I have opened your graves, O my people, and brought you up from your graves, I will put my spirit in you, and you shall live, and I will place you in your own land. Then you shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken it and performed it, says the Lord. This is the word of God. For the people of God, thanks be to God. Amen. Let us pray together. Lord, we thank you for your presence and for your word and for its power to change our lives. Speak to us. Give us guidance and direction. We thank you that once the word proceeds out of your mouth it does not return void. We pray it will find its way into our hearts to minister to us so that much fruit can grow of your Holy Spirit. Watch over and perform your word now as we pray in Jesus' name, as we give you the praise, honor, and glory. Amen. The title of my message this morning is The Valley of the Dry Bones, The Valley of the Dry Bones. When Christy had her house at the beach, we li- she lived... Two blocks from the ocean, and you could go outside in the front yard and you could smell the ocean. It was nice and you could you could you could walk to the beach, and there were several activities, as you know, when you go to Myrtle Beach, um, that you can go see and enjoy the beach, enjoy the restaurants. Many people like going to the beach, but probably the best time to see the sights around the beach is when the tourists aren't there that's early winter, and er, that's wintertime and early spring, spring. And sometimes at the beach, the weather cooperates and it's nice, it could be like 70 degrees with no humidity. and So you could wear, sometimes you could wear shorts. And uh, and a lot of times um, what people don't know about the beach is um, they mark down a lot of the businesses and attractions, they mark down the, the cost of regular admission um, to, to local people, to South Carolina residents. So you could go to um, Ripley's Aquarium there at the beach. Uh, I know many of you have gone at Broadway at the beach, and, and if you go during regular time, it's like $45 a ticket. But during the off-season... Um, they offer tickets at fifteen dollars to residents. You, when you go through the line, they ask you to see your discount. You have to ask for it, and you say, "Can I get the can I get the um the the local discount?" And they ask you to see your driver's license, and they give you a ticket. Now, I tell you what, it's it's nice to be able to to spend fifteen dollars to go to see Ripley's Aquarium. You could go to two people, and I had to spend forty five dollars. Well, um. In 2016, there was a new museum that just opened on the Strip. It was a Hollywood Wax Museum, and it was a bit had a huge. Maybe you've seen it. It had a huge, um, giant-sized King Kong climbing outside the building. I mean, it was life sized King Kong. He was climbing on the building, so one afternoon, um, we didn't have nothing to do, and it was, and, and, and it was, um, the off season, and there wasn't a lot of tourists around, and they were running these specials, and they were running these discount tickets, so I said, I said, Christy, let's go and check this Hollywood Mac Wax Museum out, and see what, what, what it's all about, so we decided we'd go, and we went in, and, they did tickets were discounted, and I, I, I was for that. You know, I didn't want to spend forty five dollars or fifty dollars for a ticket. I think they were like twenty, so I said I was happy with that. So we went in, and and they had every um, they had every Hollywood star in this wax museum. I mean, you, every star you could think of, they had they had a life size wax figure of them. I mean, and and some of the um the stars were posed in certain f- scenes from movies you know they had indiana jones they had harrison ford in the indiana jones scene and they had arnold schwarzenegger in the term terminator scene and they had tv shows all the way back to the 50s set up in in these scenes and they had these these life-size wax figures walk stand all all throughout the the museum you could walk up and and they were supposed to be life-size replicas of them. So, so if you wanted to see what an actual Hollywood star looked like, you could see you could see this these wax figures, and you could say, "Hey, you know, I I know I know what they look like." Some of them were actual. Some of that one, some I know the Jim Carrey one they did was actually not. It was kind of weird, but anyway. And one of the favorite rooms that I went to in the in the in the um um this museum was the Star Trek room, and they had this room. They had an actual transporter that was used on the 60s TV show in this room, and they had a life-size figure of um, Leonard Nimoy, who played Mr. Spock, and William Shatner, who played Captain Kirk. And then they had um, DeForest Kelly, who played Dr. McCoy, and they, they had um, Captain Kirk and, and Mr. Spock on the transporter, and then they had um, Dr. McCoy behind the transporter operating the controls. And so when you walked into the room, you know, it played the— played the theme song of the 60s tv show and then they had communicators on the wall you could you actual that we actually used in the tv show and they had they had on these um they had these shirts you could put on and you could interact and it was kind of fun and so i got up on the transport and i said energize beam me up scott and i thought that was kind of fun but um these wax figures were really lifelike. They had lifelike hair and the eyes were lifelike, and they even had, they even had actual clothes that they wore in different scenes of the movie. But, it, but when you get up real close to them, you know that the camera doesn't lie, it exposes them what they really are. And they, they, they made great pains, took great pains and efforts to make these, these um, wax figures look lifelike. But in reality, you, know, they were just wax. They had no life. In them, they were just waxed figures, and so in our scripture lesson today, you know, God takes uh, Ezekiel and He places him in, in a valley that's full of death. He brings him to a valley that is filled with skeletons. I mean, and Ezekiel tells us in God's word that there were a lot of skeletons they had been there over time that the bones had all dried out. there was nothing left on them except dry bones and they were they, and they were and they were um they were piled on top of each other. I mean imagine God taking you to a place of desolation and death that's filled with waist-high skeletons, and these skeletons have been killed in a war, and they all, and, and they all scattered throughout this valley, and, and what a depressing place for God to take his prophet in the middle of a, of a valley of death, and so God asks Ezekiel a question, and he says, Ezekiel, I want you to look at these, these, um, these skeletons. And I'm going to ask you a question. Just look around, take a look around for a moment and where you are, and I'm going to ask you this question. What do you see? Well, you know, the normal human response would be, I don't see nothing but death. I see death. I see skeletons who are dead, been laying there a long time, and there's a lot of them. And, but I, I, like, I like what Ezekiel says to God. He says, Lord, you only know. And so God asked Ezekiel, can these bones live? We, we know, we know, the, we know the, um, the response to that in our human reason. We know that bones cannot live again. They're dead. Once something dies, it cannot live again. But I I love what Ezekiel says to the Lord. You know, Lord. That's a good answer. You know, Lord. And so what Ezekiel so what God commands Ezekiel to do, you know, it doesn't take a captain obvious to know to know um, Ezekiel's answer is right. Because, you know, every time he looked to his left, he looked to his right, he saw death. But then, then but then God calls on Ezekiel. He says, Ezekiel, what I want you to do is I want you to change this environment. I want you to speak to it, and I want you to command these bones to live. I want you to change your situation. I want you to cause life to come from lifelessness. I don't want you to look at it the way you see it. I want you to look at it the way I see it. And I see that this situation can be changed. These bones can live and they can stand together, and they can be what I'm called calling them to be. See, that's what happens in our lives sometimes when, when 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 we when we live out of God's will, and we do things that and we live in sin, and sometimes our life gets gets a mess, and sometimes other people create 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 a mess of our lives because. They think they're doing God's will, but they're not. They're doing their own thing. And sometimes they come in and they and they make a mess of our lives and they leave us there in, in in the valley of bones and we're struggling. But God says I got a better plan for you. Those people can't tell you. Those people can't take my calling from your life. They can't stop what I'm calling you to do. I may I may take you away from those people and put you somewhere else, but once I've called you to do something, I'm going to call you to complete it. And so so God commands Ezekiel to speak to this situation, speak to speak to these bones, command them to come together, to command them to be what God sees them in their future. And so Ezekiel speaks and commands the bones to come together. And what happens is that there's a rattling sound. I remember, wonder what that would sound like, that there, was, there would be a rattling sound, that all these bones that, that are disjointed and spread out all over, they start to do what? They come together. Man, what a noise that must have been. All these bones that, that, have been, that, have, that are disjointed start to come together and then as they come together you know he says, speak to the bones speak to the muscles and speak to the ligaments and speak speak to the joints and speak to the flesh to c- command them to come together cuz see if you got a bunch of bones standing together i saw they are as bones they have no flesh on them they have no muscles they have no blood they have no they have no form and so god tells ezekiel to speak to the the speak to the bones and command them to have form and so they have form the 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 muscles come together and, and the the um uh, the the joints come together and and uh, the ligaments come together and, and then and then the blood comes together but still something's missing something's missing. see God takes something out of chaos. And he makes something organized. That's what God did in the beginning. The world was in chaos, and God made order. So God takes the situation of the chaos of death, and He makes order come out of it. And so, all of a sudden, you have this these people standing together in in the um this a huge army of people standing there in this valley. But there's something wrong with them. They look pretty, look nice, look like a people. But they don't have life in them. They have no power, no life force, no existence. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We heard you. They have no being. You can't conquer when you don't have life. You can't live the Christian life, if you don't have the Holy Spirit. And so God commands Ezekiel to speak to the Holy Spirit and commands the Spirit, or the breath of life, same breath that breathed into Adam and made Adam into a living being, he said, come, speak to the wind, which is the Holy Spirit. Command the wind to come and give life to these bones that have come together and that are standing. And so Ezekiel does, as God commands, he speaks to the wind and the four winds, which are the four winds of the earth, which represent the Holy Spirit. And all of a sudden, the breath of God fills the valley. And these bones, these people that were bones that had formed muscle and flesh, became a people of God. And they marched out of the valley to do God's will to where God was leading them. See, these people represented Israel. Israel had been conquered. Israel that that had been exiled. Israel that was under the punishment of God. Israel that had been destroyed by the Babylonians. Israel that had been judged there was nothing left of them. After the Babylonians wiped them out, there was nothing left of Israel. The Babylonians it, it broke down the walls, destroyed the temple, took off the, took off the leaders, the leader class, and left Israel in ruins. And so they were a people like these bones with no hope. And death reigned, and they were disjointed people, full of chaos. But God said, I got a plan. I'm going to bring you back, and I'm going to have life. And you're going to have life again. And I'm going to put my spirit in you. See, this was prophesying about what will happen when Jesus came. See, so Jesus came to get us ready to receive the Holy Spirit because the first thing that would happen was when he died, the temple was temple, um, inside the temple was the Holy of Holies and behind it, and what separated it from the rest of the temple was the temple veil. The Bible says that when Jesus breathed his last, the temple veil was torn asunder from top to bottom and the Holy Spirit that resided there left and went out, and now we're, the Holy Spirit is not housed in any be, any building. The Holy Spirit is housed in people. So wherever we go, we are the church, not a building, but a people of God. And so Jesus, on the day of Pentecost, he told the disciples to wait. Um, when he ascended, he told the disciples to wait until Pentecost had fully come. Until they heard the sound of the mighty rusty wind. So they all went, and they went, and prayed in the in the upper room, and the Bible says that when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they heard the sound of the mighty rushing wind, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and power and went out and do the kingdom's work to change the world. The world power, the word power there in the Greek is dunamis. it's the same word where we get the word dynamite from our word dynamite from. And so, see, God, Jesus said, go and wait for the Holy Spirit to come. And the Holy Spirit came and fell on the disciples, and the disciples were empowered with the dunamis to do God's work in the world. Because sharing the good news of faith and, and preaching the good word and doing the kingdom's work in the world is hard. You can't do it on your own strength. You can't do it on your own power. So the Holy Spirit gives us power, gives us life to do it. It's called, in the Greek word, it's called zoe, Z-O-E. And that's the fullness of God's power. It's the fullness of life, spiritual life. You know, because, see, you can have life and you still can be dead. And I see a lot of people around here today that look like they, they there's a lot of people that have life, but they're dead spiritually. And Jesus says that you, when you receive Him as your personal Lord and Savior, you overcome the second death. We may die, the flesh may die, but our spirit does not die. And Jesus says, "I come to bring you life, and, and I've come to bring you life abundantly." You know, we we can escape the second death when we accept Christ as our Savior. But there are people today. I see Christians around today that have no purpose, no plan, no meeting and, and no destiny for their life. And they just walk around, and they because they're not connected with God, they ha, they don't have that spiritual life within them. They 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 assume that I'm in the center of God's will because I'm doing everything that looks like church, you know. But they're really like these bones in the Valley of Ezekiel. They, they're like these wax figures in this museum, you know. They have all the they have all the aspirations aspirations of life. But they're not real when it comes to their faith. They have no purpose, no destiny. Um, they have no, no life because they have, they have no zo in them. They have no spiritual life. They, they look like on the surface that they're they doing the right thing, living a right life. And, and But it's all a live religion. See, you, they rely on religion rather than relying on Jesus. See, religion does not bring us any closer to God. See, God, gives, God gave the Israelites the Ten Commandments, and the Ten Commandments did not bring the Israelites any closer to God. They alienated them from God. You read the Word. You know, and see, the Pharisees, they came along, and they took the Ten Commandments, and they made it, up, made it into the 800, law of 800, 800 more laws. And see, what the Pharisees did was they created more laws within the Ten Commandments so that they, they could create loopholes in the law so they could keep them. See, they thought that by keeping these laws that their 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 holiness and worthiness and their righteousness came from keeping these laws, the Ten Commandments. and what they had done was they weaseled, they weasled out of them because of the loopholes they already wrote in the law. See the, the Pharisees were lawyers in church. and they thought that they had arrived, and they thought that they, they had they were holy and they were righteous and they were saved by their actions of good. But Jesus said, and they even claim and taught the way to to get to heaven. See, that's what Nicodemus came to Jesus. He he already thought he knew the way to heaven because he was a lawyer. He was a Pharisee. And he said, I'm coming to talk with you, Jesus. I already know the way to heaven. And what did Jesus say? Jesus said, "Uh, you must be born again. We must be born again, folks. he said, you can't get into heaven unless you're born by water. And what? The Spirit so we can't get into heaven unless we have Jesus as our Savior. We may run around here and we may look like we're the church, but unless we have Jesus and the Holy Spirit, we're what? We're just a little, we're just a wax figure. See, Jesus, what did Jesus call the Pharisees? He said, you what? Dressed, you were what? Dressed up tombstone. You had no life. Inside, But see, the Pharisees on the surface looked like they were doing the acts of God because they were religious. You know, Jesus got on more the religious folks than he did on the sinners of the day. See, our religious actions do not bring us any closer to God. They do not make us holy. We're just dressed up wax figures. We don't have life, no being, no existence in the spiritual life. Even though we're doing good, and and sometimes people do good works because they're trying to soothe their own conscience. And they think, I'm going to do all these good works. I'm going to make myself feel better. But these good works don't make us righteous because we're only saved by grace. We're saved by what he's already done. And see, some people try to compete with the cross, but we come up short. We We try to do religion in our own power. And it's not about religion, folks. The Bible says it's about knowing him as our Lord and Savior. It's about surrendering our life to him. And when we we surrender our lives to him, the Holy Spirit comes to indwell us. And we begin to do work anointed by the Holy Spirit. And we don't have to do it our own way. We do it his way. See, a lot of times, you know, people get deceived by religion you know the most powerful spirit there is today in the devil's arsenal is the spirit of religion the and see the most the most devilish disguise that the, the devil has is masquerading as an angel of light you know m- most people think that the devil is big and bad and he's dressed all in black and he's just some dude with this this um this um pitchfork and a tail and these horns but the more sinister side of the, de- the devil is the bible says jesus says he's the sheep and the wolves clothing i mean he's the yeah he's the sheep and the wolf he's the sheep he's the sheep the wolf disguised as the sheep he's the, he's the he's the wolf that's dressed up like a sheep and, and the most diabolical form of the devil is he's masquerades as an angel of light because he knows all about religion. He knows all about the Bible. He knows all about God's Word. See, religion cannot save us from from hell. Only Jesus can. Only our relationship with Jesus can get us through the door. Religion can. See, this morning, the, the Holy Spirit has come to bring us Life, to bring us a connection with God, to give us a purpose and a power and a destiny, and to bring us the abundant life that Jesus has promised us. He said, I have come to bring you life and life more abundantly. But that life comes from him and only him and not from us. So this Pentecost Sunday, are you ready to connect to life? Are you ready for the abundant life that he offers us? Not of ourselves, but it only comes from him. And we have to surrender to that life. It's not our way, but it's his way. We can't live church for us. We have to live church for him. And when we do, that's when the glory, the power, and the majesty of God comes into our lives. This Pentecost Sunday are you ready for that life are you ready for that change you're ready to ask God to bring that life in you I don't know where you are friends this morning maybe you're struggling maybe you're trying to reach out and do things in your own power maybe you're maybe you're all about religion but you're not about relationship so I'm just going to pray that God will open your eyes to remove these blinders. That the force of darkness has placed on your life, so you can begin to see the truth and begin to see that it 's not about us and what we do it 's about what he 's already done it 's about being saved by grace by having faith and trusting in what the Lord has done in our lives and it's all about it 's all about us receiving that by faith and not trying to compete with it because folks you can't compete with the cross you 're not a savior, but Jesus has already saved us, and all we got to do is receive him. Entire life. So this morning we're gonna sing our closing hymn. It's hymn number one twenty-seven. Guide me, O Thou Great Jehovah, and we're gonna sing all three verses. And then the words are gonna come up to you on your screen this morning. And as as we sing this hymn, if you need to use this time to to um to if you have been if you backslid from Jesus and you need time to get right with the Lord, we're gonna sing this hymn and you use this time. To come before the Lord and to confess your sins and to get right with him and 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 to accept that free gift of his grace in your life and ask the Holy Spirit to come and fill you with that soul life so you can live the life that Jesus has is called you to live, that abundant life. Amen. So let's uh, let's join together and sing our closing hymn, 127. God, me, O thou great Jehovah. This is the Father, um in the father in the name of the father the son and the holy spirit amen God, me now, O oh great Jehovah. What a great hymn to close our worship with this this morning. I hope that you have a lovely day. We appreciate you. We love you. And, and we're glad that you've tuned in to join us this morning in our worship as we celebrate this, this Pentecost Sunday together. I hope that the Holy Spirit would anoint you with power and help you to live the kind of life that God has called you to live on um, the abundant life. Now, that will conclude our worship today. Appreciate Steve doing our Sunday school and Kevin for being our, our technician and communications director and all-around streaming person. Um, and now will you bow for the benediction? May the grace of God, the love of Jesus, and the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit abide in each of you both now and forevermore. Amen.